Hello and welcome to another episode of Alcoholics. I am your host, Terrain Myricks. I am joined by my co-host, Katrina Myricks. Katrina, how are you doing? Great, how are you? I'm doing real good. Um, so we're going to have a little, like a shorter one today, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, another Wednesday night podcast. Yeah. I had, I mean, we did a Tuesday nighter and I said, I hope that's the last time we do this on Tuesday night and... Here we are. Here we are on Wednesday, doing, yeah. a, doing a podcast. It's so cool, huh? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Wednesday is an acceptable drink night. I think. I'm fine with my spritzer. Spritzer is good. I mean, I have. I've got uh, vodka. The uh, vodka sprite. So. Uh, normal Wednesday night drink. Yeah, normal. For a healthy person. <laughs> yeah, it's like Wednesday. Wait, what do you mean healthy? What do you mean specifically? You talking like? I'm talking like. Mentally healthy. Yes, a mentally healthy thing. Look, you, sometimes you had a hard day at work. It's a Wednesday. You had a hard day at work, but it's hump day. And you know the weekend's just around the bend, so you, you knock a couple back when you get home because you, you earned it. You earned it. You've been working hard this week. Have you? Let's get into our topics. <laughs> um, so we did want to just touch on... Um, recent news. Recent news. Uh, do you want to you want to leave this one? Sure. Um, I believe yesterday, June eleventh, um, the full house voted to hold Attorney General William Barr. What did John Stamos have to say about it? Boom! Sorry, you you called it the full um, house. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, go ahead. And former White House Counsel um, something McGann. Don McGann. Don. I was gonna say John. I'm like that's not right. Yeah, you thought of Stamos. <laughs> Don McGann, <laughs> in contempt of Congress, um, and then today, the House Judiciary Panel, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, also voted to hold Attorney General William Barr and uh, Commerce Secretary whose name I can't remember, but it's something folksy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What? I swear, I looked at his name, I'm like, that's a farmer's name. Okay, go ahead, keep going. Um, They they voted to hold them. Oh, fucking Wilbur Ross. Yeah, Wilbur, his name's Wilbur. Wilbur does sound, when you... (laughs) That's a pig's name. That is 100% a folksy farm name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross uh, in contempt of Congress as well. Um, that will then move to the full house to vote on as Stop the other one did. Shut up. Um, so that's something. I mean, it's... The, the first contempt vote was over not turning over Mueller documents. Uh-huh. The second one is over not turning over documents related to the census question they want to add about citizenship. Yeah, which, to be clear, the census question that they're using to hopefully... I guess make four million people disappear in the yes. fucking country. Yeah, it's a uh, more complex way they want to gerrymander. Yeah, basically because you get you get less representation in places when you ask that question. You're asking it because you want to frighten people to to not report. speak up, report yeah. that they are they are there. Yeah, yeah. And it, it is literally a. It seems like a tool to either. Uh, suppress people from from saying they they exist, or what they're probably thinking. If I say that I exist, they're coming for me. Yeah, and it doesn't. It's like studies and stuff have shown that this uh, frightens even legal immigrants. Yeah. Into being afraid to answer this question. So yeah. 
It's absolutely to suppress. It's absolutely to frighten. It's absolutely to gain more control. It's very clear. And there's currently a Supreme Court hearing, I believe, Mm -hmm. uh, about this question. Or maybe not Supreme Court. I think it is Supreme Court. I'm not 100%. I'm not 100% sure. I I do love when you're like, let me bring these things up. Where the fuck did I hear that from? Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) But there were some documents released that found that the mastermind behind adding this Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, go ahead, but I want to go, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Go, go, Is is a Republican strategist. Political strategist. Was a Republican strategist. Was. He died. Did he? He's dead. I didn't know that. They got the documents. He is not alive anymore. Mm. This has become a fucking, I don't know, I I don't know what you want to call it, like spy movie, heist movie, but I don't know what (laughs) crazy action film this is but this person is no longer living Mm -hmm. and they got this information i don't know i think it was a a family member that like turned this over really (laughs) yes yes i didn't see that this person isn't living like i thought that was the craziest thing everything might be unraveled which honestly Sounds kind of like the Trump administration where, yeah, I think even a dead guy can bring this thing to the crumbling to a halt. <laughs> like, that's that's what happened there. Mm-hmm. That was fucking crazy. Um, today, June 12th, Trump um, exerted executive privilege uh-huh. uh, over the documents relating to this census question um, in attempts to not have... Barr and um, Wilbur um, <laughs> held in contempt. <laughs> and executive privilege, it means that uh, they are not allowed to release the documents. Um, so they were subpoenaed to release these documents. They refused. Trump is now saying they're not allowed to. They can't do it. So he's trying to hold this shit up, hide it. It's, it's like... Obviously, this isn't related to national security. It's mm-hmm. not something that should be confidential. It's not. So using executive privilege on it is just showing extremely clearly that this is another cover-up. I'm using, I'm doing this to hide what the truth of the matter is that I'm trying to get across. Yeah. See, he's not like idiots like, for example, um, gubernatorial, gubernatorial candidate Scott Wagner and PA. He's not he's not incredibly dumb enough to go, yeah, we're we're gonna get this voter ID law passed so that Romney can win our state. Well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not act like Trump knew this is how we could do it. No, Somebody you're right. Told him oh, yeah. to do this. I agree. Sorry. <laughs> I, I do I do apologize for insinuating he that Donald dumb as Scott Wagner. I, yeah, I would say he's for probably sure. for sure dumb. No for sure, for, ju- for sure just as dumb if not dumb. Uh-huh. Um, but I did want, I wanted to, ju- you're he right. He named his son. Oh no, 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 no. No, 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 no. He named his son no. after the fake persona <laughs> he invented him, of himself to talk to reporters. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I, yeah. yeah. But that said, he did take away one of the R's from that name. Uh-huh. So, it could just be a different word. <laughs> He's definitely dumb. 
though. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's I. That is the greatest way to think of it. <laughs> uh, if I didn't think of it though, I mean, that is the greatest way to think of it. Um, so we did just want to touch on that. So let's move on to our main topic tonight. Uh, it is going to be uh, Vice President, former Vice President Joe Biden. So Biden smackdown. Uh, this is okay. Let me frame it this way. For one of us, this is 100% a Biden smackdown. <laughs> For the other of us, this is an honest look at Joe Biden with rebuttals and just like, you know, well, let's look at it this way. But one of us is 100% ready to strike on Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, one of us, <laughs> before the other was a full-fledged member of this podcast um had like a solo episode where he's like i'm not gonna tag any of the democrats on their person only on their ideas yeah i think this is an attack on joe biden's ideas which is fair and that's why it's allowed on this podcast yeah Yeah. that's why it's allowed i mean it's possible i've attacked him as a person no you have i've heard it but (laughs) but it's okay but i'm okay with that but that's not what we're doing right now. We're attacking him on his ideas. I mean, maybe we'll attack him as a person. Okay, you're his... I mean, okay, fair. I mean, I feel like the creepy let's, let's... part is him as a person. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's a valid thing to attack somebody a- about. Agreed. Let's, All right. Let's get this going. Let's start with um, his positioning on the... Oh, what I wanted to say was I never made that agreement. Oh. Just to be clear. Wait, what? No, that's a, that's a pod agreement. I wasn't a part of it, so I might attack people based on who they are as people. But that's the agreement of the pod. You can't Sorry. just... <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Anyway, go ahead. No, it's fine. I guess we're going to go ahead and just have someone go rogue on this shit. Um, so we're going to go ahead and start with... Um... Oh, God. Okay. I'm just going to blanket statement because I can't keep stopping and starting this podcast. <laughs> Uh, please. Why does she only go on top of the cupboard when we're recording a podcast? I don't fucking know. Please ignore. You're gonna hear a lot of bells jingling. You might hear cats weeping or whatever. <laughs> please just. Also, they knock shit down. I'm sorry. I can't keep stopping and starting the podcast again for these motherfucking cats. Yeah, maybe in a few years when we have a studio, we can. Uh, yeah. Can avoid this. We need to have a room that's a studio <laughs> yeah. and like. Not let them in. Yeah. Um, anyway. But then you'll just hear, meow. No. At the door. We're going to soundproof that shit. <laughs> They'll never fucking, okay. we'll never hear them. <laughs> um, so let's, uh, let's start with uh, the Hyde Amendment, which I mean is at this point old news, but we're going to chit chat about it anyway, because we didn't do the episode as soon as we should have done it. Um, so, uh, Joe Biden was on the campaign trail. I believe he was in South Carolina when he said this. Before you say what he said, will you explain what the Hyde Amendment is? The Hyde Amendment is an amendment that, (laughs) that is from Hyde. No, the Hyde (laughs) Amendment is an amendment that, um, doesn't allow, uh, federal funding for, um, abortion, uh, for abortion services. So essentially you can't use Medicaid. Right. To pay for your abortion. Mm-hmm. Or right, any right. other, like, you know, if hospitals receive a federal grant, mm-hmm. they can't use it for abortion services, that sort of thing. 
Right, absolutely. Um, so that that is something that, and I'm trying to see specifically when that came. I believe that was in 1976 that that was passed. That was passed by. And and what is it amending? Um, I don't remember what. What is it amendment of? I don't remember the bill it was amending. Um, I I truly don't know that specifically. Um. It was, it was probably... Something was a, about health and human services. Well, let's bill, hope so. I'm hoping it was on a services. bill that actually matters and, like, that mattered to that specific thing and not just, like, a highway bill. They fucking right. stuck something on <laughs> um, But no, I don't know specifically the bill that it was, uh, that it was attached but to. But it's, it's not a constitutional amendment. No, right? no, 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 no. It's something that could be repealed fairly easily. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It, much easier than a constitutional right. amendment, for sure. Um, All right, anyway. No, so um, Joe Biden uh, was on the campaign trail in which he was asked about his support of the his past support of the Hyde Amendment. He said to a um, to a uh, person um, that he was campaigning to uh, that it was a town hall, right? Uh, I think it was a town hall, or I don't know specifically. So I didn't want to be specific about that, oh, but okay. he did say, uh, "quote It cannot stay. Uh, it can't stay." Sorry. Um, and then uh, his campaign came out and uh, made sure to make it clear that he did still support the Hyde Amendment. So um, he lied to that woman. Or, well, okay. Let me let me finish the whole thing <laughs> and then we can talk about that, this okay. whole specific right. thing. Because this could be a couple of different things. Right. But, yeah, he lied. So, <laughs> um, so uh, after that, he... Did some soul searching. He talked to his campaign uh, staffers, including one Simone Sanders, who was a who was in 2016. She was a uh, uh, Bernie Sanders staffer. Um, also, a, a, a landslide of Democrats came down on him for doing this, uh, and they made it clear that they do not support the Hyde Amendment. Some of the some of the bigger hitters uh, who are creeping up behind him. Uh, then he came out and said. Um, after soul searching and and thinking about this and talking to my campaign about this, um, I no longer can support the Hyde Amendment and as president will uh, push for its repeal. Mm -hmm. uh, so, no question, go. Um, well, let me ask you, why is the Hyde Amendment bad? It's bad because you should be able to have access to health care. Re uh, people who are wealthier people will always have access to reproductive health care in a way that poor people will not, people of color uh, in, in poor neighborhoods will not. Mm -hmm. um, so it is disproportionately disadvantaging um, certain people yeah. uh, in the populace. So I think the idea that uh, like this is going to keep, it, it's there's no way to get, how about this? You can't criminalize abortion or make abortion disappear by doing it that way. You will only make safe abortion disappear right. that way. I, I think really what the, the Hyde Amendment does is uh, it attacks poor women. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, abortions cost, you know, anywhere from like 300 to, let me say, $700 uh -huh. to give a generous... Um, window there i think the normal amount is around 500 dollars to get an abortion mm -hmm. so for someone who has a decent income above the poverty threshold 
that is manageable to prevent all the other expenses that would come along with a baby, right? Right. Um, for a poor woman, that's an insurmountable sum. Absolutely. For a woman that's not working, for a woman that barely can afford to feed her children. And like I said, this prevents Medicaid funding from being used to cover abortions. And a lot of poor women receive Medicaid. That's their only health insurance. Um, so without charities um, or sliding scale programs... They're not able to receive an abortion because they don't have the funding for it. Right. So this is honestly only intended and only effectively stopping poor women from receiving abortions. Exactly. And, exactly. And it's ironic considering how little money we provide to these women to care for children. Mm -hmm. Right? So it, it really is just something that if you thought about it for 10 minutes... Versus the 40 years Joe Biden has been a public servant. Here we go. Uh, you would realize that's what it does. Absolutely. Right? It doesn't take too much thought. Yeah. It honestly only takes someone with like maybe a modicum of sense um, who either A, knows what's going on, or B, knows someone who knows what's going yes. on to just sit and explain that to you. Yeah. And I do think it was baffling that he would say out loud, I don't support that. Right. I'm sorry, I do support this. Uh, no, like, no, and then I less than a week later, change his opinion. Yes. And, and to say that he changed his opinion based on... One conversation with a black woman. <laughs> that's not... that. No, hang on. That's not what he said. <laughs> right, right, that's the report. It's that's the re reports say that he that he said it was a uh, conversation with staffers mm -hmm. and like his campaign. Yeah, and like I just I find that very hard to swallow. Yeah, um, I could understand a a layman who does not work in uh, politics who just basically follows political going ons and going, yeah, I don't want federal funds to pay for abortions. That mm -hmm. shouldn't be something my tax dollars pay for. And then he talks with somebody and who explains, I understand why you would think that way, but rich women can still get as many abortions as they want. Poor women are the one, ones who are affected by this right. and explain the details. Is, and then that is, guy changing their this mind. This does not affect, this does not affect affluent women, uh, women of means in any sort of right. way. This affects only uh, low-income women, uh, disproportionately uh, uh, people of color, mm -hmm. uh, and 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 I've I've heard this numerous times, and I, I really hate that I keep describing it this way because it also affects trans like trans people. It also affects trans people, and that keeps getting missed in the uh, conversation. I think trans people's medical benefits is something that is often. Completely overlooked. Absolutely. Um, it, part of my job deals with medical benefits. And I've heard a story regarding uh, a trans person um, who, you know, went and got their documentation changed, their mail. They have their, their birth certificate changed to mail, driver's license changed to mail. Um, so they were in our system as a male. Mm -hmm. And they needed to get a hysterectomy as part of their transition. And we actually had to, in order for their insurance to cover Oh, it, fucking please don't tell me we did. 
We had to change their coding to female in the system, have them resubmit their bills, get it all taken care of, and then change it back. I just want to real quick. Because it's part of the the federal government and the state's government's Mm -hmm. inability to To accommodate and, like, understand the LGBT community. I want to just, just really briefly, before we go back to what you're talking about... The systems that we use are so completely antiquated yeah. where you have to, like, it. if there's a same-sex parent, or sorry, same-sex household, it takes, like, fucking circus-like maneuvering to make sure that oh. they're covered in the way that they need to be covered. I found an easy solution. Change their gender in the system. Make everything correct and then go back and fix it. It's fucking ridiculous. Which is great, right? It's like, ridiculous. It's, yeah, and it's, no. it's, it's the continuance same, of... Same-sex marriage has been legal in Pennsylvania for like three or four years at this point. How is this not fixed in our statewide welfare system? It, it, is literally, it is literally just a, another instance of trying to either... Pretend these people don't exist or erase them from existence. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking bananas. I, I won't say that it's intentional. I think it's a lack of No, caring. it's bureaucratic It's, it's absolutely a lack of concern for yep. the issue. It's not, I want to erase them. It's, I don't care about them. Yep. That's what I think it is. Let's go back to the high anyway. before I lose my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but, but yes. Yeah, so, this is a, this is a, a system that, Literally is just only affecting low-income low people. Absolutely. Uh, so 100%. for Vice President Biden to like say this is something that I support and I've supported for years. I'm sort of like forty years, and mm-hmm. now I no longer support. I, yeah, it's just it's so. Um, I don't believe him. I don't believe him at all. Um, no, no one has ever talked to you about this before. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Yeah. No one's ever explained this to you and you've never come to this conclusion on your own, but you've always been very sure of your position. Come on. I think he got a lot of negative press. I think he had Democratic candidates attacking him. And I think that's why he changed. Oh, absolutely. I think, and it's, and I, think I don't even necessarily believe that he was a strong supporter of the Hyde Amendment, but I think he thought it was politically politically the right move. We are going to go ahead. We are going to use, this is going to be the buzz phrase of this podcast for the next however long until the election. Politically expedient. Yes. It is the politically expedient thing for you to support this thing because at this point, no one's called you out on it. No one seems to think it's that big of a deal for me to support it. I look, I support reproductive rights. I just don't want federal funds to go to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I think he was like riding on that wave. Right. And now that he's in a 2000 and now he's running in this fucking the era. The most progressive Yeah. Democratic primary there has ever been. You've got to run against some real progressives that support uh repealing the Hyde amendment. Mm-hmm. And you've got to you've got to run against these people and, and still hold your front runner status. Mm-hmm. You have you have what Hillary Clinton had in 2016, but she only had to fend off one person. You have to fend off like fucking I want to say five, five or I want to say five or five people who are coming for you or yes. nipping at your heels. I I know you wanted to continue and talk about more things that 
um, Biden has, well, this is essentially a Biden episode, essentially, right? Yeah. Like, this is a, this is a. I think so. So, so what? He is our front runner. He is the I, front runner. I honestly he is, think he's the now, front runner by default. I want to, I want to point out a uh, front runner in the polls against other Democrats. How, as well as, um, recent polling has him about 13 points ahead of Donald Trump for the for the presidency, mm-hmm. including a 53-40 uh, split. So he's above 50% when it comes to uh, when it comes to people who are polled. And this mm-hmm. was nationally. Right. So let's go through, because I know we want to, let's go through some of the things you wanted to talk about, specifically um, uh, vis-a-vis his record right. um, in the past. Um, well, shoot, I had something I wanted to say while you were talking. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's okay. Oh, wasn't there a poll recently? Um, I believe it was talked about on um, Pod Save America. PSA. That Add if us. you ask, <laughs> sorry, I if you ask like Democratic candidates, would you rather Joe Biden or somebody else? Somebody else wins in that. I don't. I think I don't know that. I don't think that's what specifically it was. It was. It was not about that. It was about enthusiasm. So it asked, like, are you enthusiastic about, that uh, had, like, Joe Biden, and then are you enthusiastic about Joe Biden? I remember because it was, it was Connie Schultz was on that episode. Uh, she's a pollster from right. Iowa. Yeah, yeah. So I think, first of all, I think this is only asking people from Iowa. Yeah. Um, so, so I really <laughs> want to, I want to, whoa. <laughs> Shouldn't have any power. <laughs> I really 100% hope that this podcast gets big. And that we I, I and like, that we get to get, do an event in Iowa so that I can play this clip for everybody. Yeah, I, I think I, I think you're probably right. It was probably just Iowa, it but was. I do think if there was a national, I would love to see the results of a national poll of would you pick Joe Biden or somebody else for the Democratic nominee? And, right, because I think he is kind of uh, at his threshold, like we talked about last mm-hmm. time. That's as far as he's going. Right, I think. I think as the primaries progress and as our, uh, as the debates progress and the primaries begin, I think we might see a rallying to whomever is next Second. in response to this. Will, I, will it be successful? I don't know. I just wanna I just wanna before we before we keep doing it like yeah. before we go on this this route, I wanna make sure that it's clear. I'm I'm like ninety seven percent positive. It wasn't would you like Joe Biden? I know. Or I'm else? saying it's, I'd like to see that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But yes. it was about enthusiasm, which you're still right in the sense that when it when the Biden supporters were asked if they were enthusiastic about Biden, they weren't as enthusiastic about they weren't as enthusiastic as the other supporters as the right. other supporters. And then I think that's because of um, knowledge. I think there are a lot of Democrats who are going to come out and vote, but maybe aren't paying too much attention right now. Are you sure? I do. I definitely do. Give yours, and I want to give mine, then. I think that um, there are a lot of people, um, Democrats, who are likely voters, but aren't sitting down right now. Maybe are waiting until debates start. Maybe are waiting um, until it's literally about time for their primary, and then they'll do some research. But I think they're like, I know Joe Biden... I have a fairly positive opinion of him. I'm going to go with him for now. Um, I think the fervor and the enthusiasm behind those other candidates is because these people know them. The people who are supporting Kamala Harris at this point, I think know her very well. I think have done a lot of research into her. Um, I don't think you know that you want Kamala Harris without 
having watched some of her town halls and watched some of her speeches and, and looked into her policies. That's my opinion on it. I think the, the candidates with lesser votes, vote percentage at this point, um, have higher enthusiasm because their um, likely voters are more knowledgeable about them, whereas Biden is known to most Democrats because he was the vice president. So there are people that are just like, yeah, Biden, sure. That's my thought. I think that that's a fair thought. I don't necessarily think it's completely accurate. I will say that I think that a lot of uh, people who support Biden right now are the same that like supported Hillary in the way that they did, which is I think that she or I think that he is the person that is... Most, most likely, to, likely to beat this person. Yeah. I think that a lot of Democrats are like, I fucking don't want this president anymore. I can't deal with this president. He is horrible on an epic scale that is just, that knows no bounds. He is the only guy who just like will go out and just attack a gold star family on a random day just for fun. And I think that they see Joe Biden as their best bet out of it. I don't. Necessi- I think that's probably right. I don't think that necessarily people think that he's the best candidate, and I don't think it's about research or anything like that. Though I will say, I won't. I don't think that a lot of people do a whole lot of research like right now. Like we're we're in June of 2019 yes. for an election that's going to happen in November of 2020. Not not everyone is doing what we're doing. Like not everyone's looking deep into these candidates. Not everybody has their picks like like we do. Right. Uh, or, exactly. That's what I think. But um, I think it's easier if you're asked to go with the one you know. Yeah. And maybe not be so enthusiastic about it, but the one that you know a lot about and love. That's where those mm-hmm. hardcore groups are enthusiastic. So what, but I think it's probably both. I do. I think yeah. your point is absolutely valid. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. So what what are the other... I know you wanted to talk right. about other... Um... So Biden's been a senator. Well, yeah. was, was a senator. Yes. For like 40 years. For like 40 years. <laughs> so, so he has a 40-year record to scrutinize. He has a 40-year record. Versus like Pete Buttigieg, who was a mayor for... Was not born 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So there's a lot to, to go through and... Um, I think there's a lot to be criticized in his record. Um, There's a a lot of reckoning that I think should happen if someone's going to become our president, right? Right. Um, Obviously, with someone like Buttigieg, he's got a a leg up um, because it's much easier to say, this is how I feel and not have somebody, or this is what I'm going to do, and not have someone able to go and find, and find you where you did the opposite. Exactly. exactly. It's, similar to, it's similar to Barack Obama's oh, wow. candidacy. Exact, yes. He was a state senator, then he became a senator for, I think, like two years. Yeah. Uh, the Illinois senator for two years, and then he ran for president and won. And it was, it's hard to like, I wouldn't have voted for the Iraq war. Like you weren't a senator then. Like it's, it's hard to like look at it that way, which, yeah. which and part, gives... of, part of that was partly Hillary's problem is that she was in the public eye so long. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so much about her record. We had the Iraq war issue, but that, that wasn't really the big deal. It was mm-hmm. just her, her constant being in the public. Well, hindered her. I think it also hurt that she had that pizza shop <laughs> child sex ring. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that was a, in, the, in that basement, that yeah. was a huge problem, too. I mean, yeah. I think that hurt her in the polls. Right. And I think that's probably what 
took the took the win away from her. Probably that. Michigan wasn't in doing <laughs> So So Joe Biden <laughs> when he first became a senator. Yes. Um What a, yeah, go. One of the first signature ideas that he had that he was very passionate about was anti-busing. Um, he very much was not in favor of busing. And explain what... I thought maybe you should explain what No, I'd rather is. you explain what busing is. All right. Um, so, as I hope all of our listeners will know, prior to the civil rights movement of the 60s, uh, our schools were segregated. What? <laughs> Meaning the black kids could not go to school with the white kids, especially in the South. Um, busing... Uh, eventually, the Supreme Court overturned segregation. Brown people Board of Education, yes. separate's not equal. Yes, exactly. However, in cities or other areas, um, the case still was that schools were essentially segregated because based on zip code and location, it ended up that the black kids were all going to the same school and the white kids were going to a better school because... A lot of black people lived in poorer areas because they were poor. Also, those white... Who knows why? White schools got funding and black schools didn't. Yes. Because they had better test scores because they were in better areas. Because and, they yeah. because they had more yeah. <laughs> funding. It was a crazy... There's some connection here. I don't know what it could be related to. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and I can't figure it out. I tried. So, in the 70s, there was a move to get... Um, more black children to be able to go to better schools, i.e. white schools. Um, and this was the concept of busing, meaning a bus would come and pick up some black kids from their black neighborhood Jesus. <laughs> and take them to the white school in the white neighborhood. Yeah. So he was very against this. <laughs> he put out, he sponsored bills, he wrote bills against this. Why? Concept. Why did he say he was against this? I believe... I believe the why was because his state was against it. The people right. of his state were yeah. against it. He's from Delaware. Yeah, he was. Which you no, wouldn't, no, no, you I mean, wouldn't no, no, think no. would be. Super. I want to make sure it's clear that just because you're just because it's Delaware, each these states have horrific yeah. racial problems. Every state, Maryland, has problems. Delaware, Massachusetts. No matter how, like, lily liberal you think they are, they are not. Yeah. But yeah, okay. So. And every state has something like this. So this was, so, he, he had this, he held this position because his state held this position. Right. Um, he was elected by his state to represent the state, and he represented the state the way that, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. I'm 100% <laughs> like kidding. I'm 100% <laughs> kidding. You, you can't punch me for this. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, he proposed legislation in 1978 that barred federal judges from ordering busing, um, which was considered the most far-reaching anti-busing measure to receive serious consideration in the Senate. Mm -hmm. Um, so he was... He was serious about this, for By sure. By the way, you... You're... I want to oh, make yes, sure... Yes, I'm, I'm... Most of this information I got is coming from a Huffington Post article that was published back at the end of March before Biden announced, um, announced and it's by uh, Genevieve Hatch. Yes. Um, but I wanted to quote 
something he said about busing. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just find my spot. I lost my spot. No, it's okay. Uh, what? Well, I was finding the author of this article. Yeah, no, I could have done that for you. I was going to do that for you. No worries. Um, is it the quote that uh, that I want to just um, that uh, when he said something about like desegregation, he said that it it quote implied that blacks have no reason to be proud of their inheritance and their own culture. Yes, that is the When he said that in 1975. Yes. And then he voted, in in quoting verbatim from the article, he voted a year later to bar federal funding for busing and also voted to bar the Health, Education, and Welfare Department, now known as the Department of Health and Human Services, from providing any funds for busing. Yes. Which, I mean... Woo! Yeah, that was the start of his political career. Not great. Yes, it was forty years ago. But, but it was still, and I, I think the, I think that, um, I think that you're right. That's this is a, it's it. This is going to be a damning indictment on the history of Joe Biden. Yeah. Because I mean, it'd be nice. Call, wouldn't it be nice to have a president who was never racist? That'd be great. <laughs> I really wish we did have one. But I, I will, yeah. I will give you the counterpoint that some will give. Yeah. Um, that I will, that I would give in this specific, and I, and I know, and I'm, it's not, it's not going to like work on, you know, like, but if you look at it from, from a, from a visual perspective, people aren't going to remember this about Joe Biden. No. They're not going to remember this about Joe Biden. They're not going to mem- remember this segregationist history of Joe Biden. They're going to remember that the first African American president chose him as the running mate. He chose, Why do you think he did that? He chose him as... Well, I'll tell you in a second. I just want to continue this point. Okay. <laughs> he chose him as the person that he trusted to be a heartbeat away from the presidency. Mm-hmm. And he chose him in, in, a, in a time when... It, 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 you are the first African-American president. I would say that the, the uh, chances of you... Uh, being removed from office slash hurt and and, and why you remove that's higher than than previously. Do you think that's what he thought about when he chose him? No. Or do you think it was? I don't think okay. that. I'm telling you what. I'm telling you what is going to be used as the argument. Okay. I don't think you that. don't think this. I you think don't he agree was... with this argument. No. Oh, no, I don't. I thought you did. I'm sorry. No. Did you really think I did? Yeah. That's I thought you made this argument before. That I think that I think that well, yeah. Obama because, listen, I try to win him and trusted him. <laughs> I think that I think well, no, I think it is important to know that that Obama liked and trusted him, and I and, and I think Obama still considers him a close uh, a close friend. Yeah. I, I I just. But he's not going to endorse him. He's well. The let's make it clear. He's not a sitting. Let though. let's make it clear. The former president isn't going to endorse anyone until the primary is over. Yeah. Unless he absolutely has to. He's not going to do that. Um, but no, I think he chose Joe Biden because Joe Biden had 40 years of experience. And? And what? And he's a white dude? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, to be fair, most of the f- people with 40 years of experience are picking are white yeah. dudes. Yeah. He's not going to pick Barbara Boxer. She's from California. He's already going to win this. Cool. I mean, he's already going to win Delaware as well. But yeah. still, I, I, I think that 
he picked him for the experience so that he can have someone to have because a lot of people were saying I'm well, sure the experience played a part I, I think it I think, Do his, you think that, I think wait, his choice of Joe Biden was not I, about Joe Biden as a person and was instead about the things Joe Biden brought to the ticket. Can I ask, do you think that he didn't look into Joe Biden's history before picking him? I'm sure he did. I'm sure he chose to ignore that. So, and and I just, he chose to ignore Yes. (laughs) He he wanted to get elected. He wanted to get elected. With an old white guy. So what you're saying is Obama is so power hungry and ambitious that he just... He forsaked his race to choose <laughs> Joe Biden. I think I think um, Obama knew he couldn't pick a woman, and that he couldn't pick another black person or a person of color. There were other white people in that race. I think he knew he needed someone older, like you said, with experience. There are a lot of old white people. Mike Gravel ran that year. You're, you don't remember him throwing a rock into a fucking pond yeah. and then sitting for two minutes in front of a camera, not saying a word, and then walking off? You know, I don't know why he would have picked Biden over some of the other people because, as we're going to discuss, there are some more things in Biden's more recent history that are kind of rough. So I don't know exactly why it was Biden over some other old white guy, but uh, I think old white guy was the key point. <laughs> Maybe his charisma was a thing, and he doesn't just throw rocks into lakes. Fair. <laughs> he's very charismatic. He got the blue collar vote for sure. He's one hundred percent super charismatic. Yeah. Why he's gonna take the blue collar vote? That was probably the most charismatic ticket that's ever existed. Yes. Biden, well, Obama, Kennedy, and whoever. Yeah, that's true. Kennedy well, was. Kennedy was with. LBJ. Kennedy was hot, though. Yeah, but LBJ was like... <laughs> They're like, damn, Kennedy! Did that guy just fuck Marilyn Monroe? Give me Kennedy! <laughs> oh, no, he's gone. Go ahead, you do right, this. so... <laughs> it hasn't good. just been what happened in the 70s with Biden. Um, there has been more recent stuff when he... And now, he stopped being a senator, obviously, when he became the vice president. 2008. So, so we only really go up to 2007 with his... Record. History, his record. And I will admit that 2000s, you don't really have anything to go into at that point. Really? Not, not too much. He voted for the Iraq War. Oh, yeah. But I don't... But so did everybody hold, else. Yes. I don't hold that against anybody because everybody. they were lied to. Yeah, yeah. They were presented with false evidence. Yeah, they're so. not just false, like literally intelligence agencies yes. lied to them. Yes, for sure. So, um, Biden has always been kind of iffy on abortion. Um, in addition to the Hyde Amendment stuff, there's been other. Um, uh, let me see. I can't, it's hard to scroll when I'm, I had a little alcohol on my phone. <laughs> There Wait, was, you got alcohol on your phone, or you've um, had a little alcohol and he, you're using your phone? He's long advocated against surgical abortion. Um, he supported Ronald Reagan's um, global gag rule, mm-hmm. meaning uh, don't talk about abortion or we're not going to give you any money. Any funny, yeah. Yes, for NGOs. Um, he said it, early in his political career, he said Roe v. Wade went too far and, quote, a woman... He doesn't think, quote, that, quote, a woman has the sole right to say what should happen to her body. Mm-hmm. So, he's never really been great on abortion. And, okay. and recently, he's, Can I, when he was vice no, president, wait, 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 wait. he came out. 
Let me let me just because you were talking about him before he became vice president. Let me give some. Yeah. Let me give a counterpoint, and I want to give a counterpoint that I don't think can be really refuted super hard. Uh, Nayral Pro Choice Pro Choice America in two thousand gave him a ninety percent. In two thousand one, gave him one hundred percent. In two thousand and four, gave him one hundred percent. In two thousand five, one hundred percent. In two thousand six, one hundred percent. He. According to Nayral, has been a staunch advocate for reproductive Since 2000. Rights. Yes. Okay. That's what I was saying. You were just... I, you, I literally you started up this. this conversation by saying, since 2000, he didn't really have anything. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, I just realized... I just... just uh, by the way, I uh, <laughs> he skipped... He literally started 2000. I just want to point out, I uh, skipped uh, 2003, where you got a 36. I was going to tell you that later. Mm, what did he do? <laughs> I don't know. They had, I think they had specific bills that yeah. they... But yeah, in 2000... But that said, not, National Right to Life never really gave him high scores either. Right. Um, he, he was always sort of... For abortion, but yeah. not not a strong advocate. Well, yeah, he had all he and, always said. Now, nineteen ninety nine, seventy one from Planned Parenthood. That's uh, not super high, but um, uh, like he one. I think he has numerous uh, numerous times said, "I you know, I personally don't believe in it. I wouldn't yes. have that happen, but I would not legislate that way." And then he went out his way. To, then he went out of his like, way to legislate that exactly. way. Exactly. Absolutely. He said that he wouldn't legislate that way after he no longer had the power to legislate that way. No, he le- he said he wouldn't legislate that way after he legislated that way. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> He's, but he said it like he had previously legislated that way, and then he said that, and mm-hmm. he's no longer able to legislate that no, way. No, no, no. He said, I'm, pr- I'm, I'm just, he said that. As a senator. Oh, did he? I thought he said <laughs> as a vice president. No, as a senator, he said he wouldn't legislate that <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> also, criminal justice. Okay. Um, he liked the idea of making a name for himself as very and, hardcore criminal justice. He wanted the Democrat and, part, the Democratic Party, to be known for being tough on crime. Right. Um, and no Democrat and in in any day now wants to be tough on crime. I mean... That's not, actually true. Not now they no. don't. <laughs> like, not too long ago, literally in the early 2000s slash late 2000s. Um, but... And early 2010s, they did. Hillary Clinton got a lot of shit when she was running because her husband signed in the um, Criminal Justice Act that, you know... In the 1990s... Very disproportionately affected black people. In the 1990s, she used the term super predators, which uh-huh. 100% was used as... In... Yeah. Uh, ex- talking about people of color. Right. So if she got that criticism, yeah. he should get double because... She, he actually wrote the bill. He was part of writing the bill and he was a sponsor the of the super bill. super predators in the bill. <laughs> yeah, she didn't actually have any power back then. <laughs> yes, she did. She was the first lady. Oh, does that mean she gets to write bills and choose who goes to prison for how long? I just want to... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I just want to... I want to... Because he you, did. No, no, no. I 100% I agree with that. But do you not think the first lady has any power whatsoever? Legislatively, no. No, okay. She literally does not. But overall... She has influence. Influence. Yes. Which is... Power. Not comparable to being a senator writing is, a law. Is power. Okay. I, I'm just, they're not, like, I just want to point okay. out. They're, they're, you okay. don't think his is worse? 
No, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. I know, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm trying to, I'm making sure that we're both honest about this entire conversation. I want to make sure that we are both being in, entirely honest about this entire conversation, which is why I pointed out the facts that I admitted in my argument that I was mm-hmm. making, because I want to make sure that we're both honest. You said you weren't going to admit those facts. No, that's not true. You said I was going to tell you about this later. Yeah, later, like later in the podcast. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I literally, I think it's very important to be very clear and, and honest about yeah. this, uh, about this. Joe Biden has a record that you can pin to a fucking Republican Absolutely. today. Absolutely. You can Except pin for, for the most part, his workers stuff. Yeah. Though he has been very in favor of the credit card industry because it's prominent in Delaware. Mm-hmm. So he's he has in the past chosen credit card companies over consumers, which is something I'm sure Elizabeth Warren's going to get him for. I'd like oh, to see that specifically. Get I want to see it because I have found She's going to get him it. for that? Kamala Harris going to get him for that criminal justice reform? Tag team. Get I mean, out. no, I don't think... They're both not going to be in the same debate. <laughs> I want to point out, firstly, I don't think all three of those are going to be the same debate, but yeah. also, uh, I don't think Kamala Harris is going to get anybody for any sort of criminal justice reform just for the sheer fact that she's going to have to defend her record yes. as a prosecutor which but I think which I think unfortunately was I, I don't think it, I think it's overblown in, in a sense I think I think that she definitely has taken uh, uh-huh. steps that were further than people should take but I think it's gonna be hard for her to levy that criticism onto others and then not let it splash back on herself as far as I know Kamal Harris is not and has never been in favor of mandatory minimums and mm-hmm. death penalty, which Joey really liked a long time ago. Joey? Yeah. <laughs> 20 years ago, he really liked the death Lil penalty. Lil Joey Biden. So, uh, and Kamala Harris has a really uh, a great story of how she stood by her convictions regarding the death penalty. So, I think it's easy to get him. I mean... I think the crux of all of this is when we have younger people running who don't have these contradictions in their record, um, it's going to be easy for them to say, well, I never supported this. Yeah. As opposed to Joe Biden saying, to, to multiple issues having to say, yeah, I did support that, but I've grown. Yeah, I did support that, but I've grown. Yeah, I also did support that, but I've grown. Like, I, I do think it's it's good for them. And and Elizabeth Warren might suffer for them from this as well because she used to be a Republican. A Republican. Um, she wasn't in the political spotlight, so she doesn't have these voting records until recently, which have all been fairly progressive. Uh, but... <laughs> It's pretty easy for our young bloods to be able to attack this. And I don't think it's without merit. I would rather have someone who's never uh, been racist than someone who has been racist. <laughs> I, I think it's great that people grow, um, but is that what I want in a president? Someone who ever thought it was a good idea? You know, that that's, that's my thought. Um, I think there's also... Um, I believe AOC, before Biden ran or early after he announced, said that he wasn't a progressive. Look at his record. And he said, look at my record. I'm the most progressive candidate running. Well, we just looked at some of his record, and he clearly um, has not been super progressive. (laughs) I didn't see that quote. Um, I do think that... 
I do think that Joe Biden has some obvious criticisms. Mm-hmm. Incredibly obvious. Let me, let me, let me, before, because I'm literally just doing devil's advocate. Otherwise, this would just be both of us shitting on Joe Biden. Okay. Um, that's, a, that's a good preface. So, let me, let me just put on that. Um, I didn't see that quote. I don't think that Joe Biden should be the Democratic nominee. I don't think that... Demo- oh, and we didn't even mention Anita Hill, well, like we've mentioned I, before. Well, but you, well you, if you want to do that one before we before we end this... I think we've talked about it before, but... And I, think it's also- I think Jess had a really good perspective on it oh, last episode. So absolutely she did. That's just in addition. So and I just want to make sure that it's very clear that he did safe. not vote for Clarence yes. Thomas. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just being devil's advocate because... Otherwise, this is a very boring episode of both of us just screaming like, yeah, fuck this guy. But fuck this guy. But I think it's very important to understand that people have had, he has had a record that goes back like 40 years. He's had a record that is going to, like, like he's going, you're going to find uh, sticking points in his record that you do not agree with, that you think are abhorrent. And that you think are disgusting. Just like I think that people are going to find years down the line things with our candidates that they find utterly grotesque. Mm -hmm. I.e. Pete Buttigieg saying, well, I wouldn't have forced Al Franken out. I don't think what he did was that bad. Or, sorry, he didn't say that. Let me me preface Mm -hmm. it. I mean, I think he should have made that decision on his own. Like, people people discount Kirsten Gillibrand for... Uh, what she's for standing up to Al Franken, mm-hmm. and I think in years to come we are going to be like, who wasn't on her side? And mm-hmm. if they weren't on her side, do we want that person in the White House? I think that we're gonna have that. We're also gonna have um, people who are saying, I trust in Barack Obama, and Barack Obama trusted in Joe Biden, so I'm gonna trust in Joe Biden. Whether or not the whether or not that's a, a, a good call, I don't think it is, but whether or not that's a good call is, like, remains to be seen. I just, I think that, I think that Joe Biden definitely, because of his proximity to the spotlight, as long as he's been there, um, with his genial, like, I'm a fun guy, <laughs> I let bikers sit on my lap, uh, oh, I'm real creepy. <laughs> I think that, I think we're gonna have. I think we're gonna have definitely like giant questions with Joe, and I. I think, it is very important to know that Joe Biden should not be the candidate of of today. He's yeah. not, but, the problem is. What population group votes the most? Do you think? Old people. Older people, or or middle aged people who. Just kind of know what's going on on the surface level of the news. Didn't Obama, like, get a ton of youth votes? He got a lot of youth. He got a lot of the youth to come out. Maybe that's something we should think about. Yeah, but then what happened? The youth were randomly disenfranchised. They, they felt... Sorry, the youth were randomly... The youth uh, didn't come out for a 70-year-old woman. <laughs> yeah. After Obama begged them to. So, so and, sorry, wait, 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 sorry, sorry, after Obama begged them to, and their 70-year-old idol begged them to. <laughs> so, I, I think it's, it's we're, we're running into, we're going to run into this uh, situation where we're going to be like, 
do we take? Which what what fork in the road do we take? Do we take the one that probably gets us the White House, or do we take the one that's right? I say we take the one that's right. I say we do. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we should probably close it out there. Um, But before we end this episode, uh, I am going to play a clip of uh, John Stewart, former uh, Daily Show host, speaking in front of uh, Congress in regards to the 9-11 first responders bill um, that is incredibly important. And the fact that this is not a thing that just is re-upped constantly or given a an unlimited time span is fucking bananas to me. But mm-hmm. here we are. So... I wanted to put that on there, a clip of him um, uh, uh, speaking about that, or a couple of clips of him speaking about that. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we will be back next week, i.e. three days from now. Oh, God. <laughs> um, um, for Katrina Myricks, I am your host, Terrain Myricks. Thank you all so much. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, As I sit here today, I can't help but think what an incredible metaphor this room is for the entire process that getting health care and benefits for 9-11 first responders has come to. Behind me, a filled room of 9-11 first responders, and in front of me, a nearly empty Congress. Sick and dying, they brought themselves down here to speak to no one. It's shameful. It's an embarrassment to the country, and it is a stain on this institution. And you should be ashamed of yourselves for those that aren't here, but you won't be. Because accountability doesn't appear to be something that occurs in this chamber. They responded in five seconds. They did their jobs with courage, grace, tenacity, humility. 18 years later, do yours.